come back. Let's continue our discussion of the different filing strategies with the goal in mind to maximize your Social Security income for retirement. We've been talking about filing strategies for married couples, uh, primarily spousal benefits. There's a couple different ways that, that that's a benefit for married couples. In the rest of the show, I want to cover the other two strategies that we looked over in previous weeks. One is for divorce benefits, one are for widow benefits. Uh, these are the other two areas that a lot of people make a lot of mistakes. The spousal benefit, just like this divorce benefit, is so much of a mistake because it's not, it's not something that's mentioned on your Social Security earning statement. When you receive the Social Security earning statement from the government, it'll say what your benefit is. It might even say what the widow benefit is, but it doesn't say anything about divorce benefits or spousal benefits. Those are two benefits that are based on the earnings of someone else. The reason why so many people make mistakes in this area is because they just don't even know about them. They don't realize that you could actually file on the earnings record of your spouse through a spousal benefit. Um, or they don't realize that you could file on the earnings record of your ex through a divorce benefit. So let's review for divorce benefits for those that this might be eligible, uh, for this might be a benefit for them. In general, the requirements for a divorce benefit are that you're single, age 62 or older, and you've been married for 10 years or more. If you were married for 10 years or more, you can file for a divorce benefit or you can file for your own benefit. You just have to determine which is going to be the advantage. Divorce benefits are equal to 50% of whatever your ex will make at full retirement age benefits. Um, so whatever they're going to make, if they were going to make $3,000, that you could file for a divorce benefit for half of that, or $1,500. Divorce benefits are primarily there to protect women. Those that have been out of the workforce, staying home with children, those that have sacrificed their income um, for the sake of the family, when they get to retirement, filing, for their own record, uh, filing on their own record is not their only option. Uh, this other option for the divorce benefit is where the people make mistakes because they don't realize they could receive more money by filing on the records of someone else. So if someone doesn't have a lot of work history, that's primarily who is going to be benefited from uh, the divorce benefit. So single age 62, and I said single, so if you're remarried, you don't have a divorce benefit anymore. Uh, single age 62, married for 10 years or more. Uh, in general, there is no relationship with it receiving a divorce benefit if it has been two years after the filing date of the divorce. If it's been less than two years uh, of the filing date of the divorce, there are some complications a little bit beyond the scope of this uh, radio show, but most people that I deal with from a divorce standpoint has been way more than two years. If it's been more than two years, it's an independent situation, so it does not really matter what the ex is doing. I, I receive that question all the time. Well, what if he's not retired? What if he's not this? What if he's not that? What if I don't know what he's making? Uh, not, there is no, when you, file, when, when you file for a divorce benefit and it's two years after the filing date of the divorce, it doesn't matter what the ex is doing. The ex is not aware that you're filing for a divorce benefit. There's no effect whatsoever on their benefit because you filed for a divorce benefit. This is a legal benefit that's available to you if you were 62, 
single and 10 years or more. It doesn't have anything to do with the ex. Very, very important because I know a lot of times there's people, I've received questions where people are a little bit worried about creating a tense, in, in, the divorce is already a tense situation and they're, and they're worried about creating more problems. So in general, that really shouldn't even be a concern. Now, the other area that I run into quite a bit with a divorce benefit is that people just don't really know if it's a benefit or not because they don't know the math. They might know that it's based on their earnings record of their ex, but they don't know what the earnings record of their ex is. You know, quite often when people get divorced, they hide income. There's all kinds of things going on. Most, most exes really are not aware of what's going on uh, with their ex. Uh, spouse and their income and work history and so forth. Um, if it is a good situation with the ex, you can you can find out that information if they would just give you an earnings report. If they will pull an earnings report off of the Social Security's website, ssa.gov, and give it to you, you can determine whether or not the divorce benefit is going to be an advantage for you to file. But most of the time I see that is not going to be the case. So most of the time what people have to do is they have to go down to the Social Security office and verify it directly. Uh, that's not necessarily so easy. It's viewed as a bit of a privacy issue. It's on the Social Security number of someone else. So even though you're eligible for it, verifying it isn't quite so easy. This is something that you have to do in person. You have to go down to the Social Security office with your divorce decree and your marriage certificate. And you, have to, and you have to ask them to verify what that benefit's going to be. I run into this all the time when I have clients come in and want to talk about retirement planning and looking ahead, and they've been divorced, and we need to, and we, but we don't really know what the filing strategy is going to be for Social Security. We don't really know how much income is going to be there because we don't know what the divorce benefit is. So this generally is a first step. Um, for most people to do that kind of planning. They need to go down there, they need to verify it, so then we can compare it to their own work record to see whether or not it's even an advantage. Uh, it, may be, it may be greater, it may not be greater. So the two biggest issues are generally, um, will he know? And the answer is no. And the, and the other issue is whether or not it's a benefit to, him at all, a benefit to you at all, which you're not gonna know unless you go down there in person and verified. It cannot be done over the phone, cannot be done over the internet. Now the other area that I see a lot of mistakes in with the divorce benefit um, is when people, people even though they're still working, they don't realize that they could receive a divorce benefit while still coming back and, and, and preserving their own benefit at age 70. So let me talk about this. We're back to exceptions again for these deemed filing rules. These filing rules that basically say that when you file for Social Security, you are deemed to be receiving all the sources of Social Security, whether you want to or not, or whether you are receiving them or not. The ability to pick and choose a Social Security benefit is pretty much history, but they left exceptions. The first exception I covered before the break, that was for spousal benefits. So if you had a married couple that was eligible for a spousal benefit that had been born before 1954, they have the ability to restrict their Social Security benefit to a spousal benefit only and then come back at age 70 and file for their own benefit. You could do the same thing with a divorce benefit. I meet women all the time that went back to work and are trying to prepare for the retirement 
and the kids getting out of school and so forth, and they don't realize that they're eligible for a divorce benefit right then, even though they are working. They could be receiving that money while still working and while still coming back at age 70 and filing for their own benefit at that time. So it's the same technique of a restricted application. You restrict the, applic- you restrict the benefit to a divorce benefit only. You could do that at your full retirement age if you were born before 1954 and still come back and preserve your own benefit at age 70. Very, very important. I meet women all the time that have left money on the table and just don't realize that they, they, they think that they file for the divorce benefit. They don't realize with this exception that it's not going to jeopardize what their benefit's going to be at age 70. Now, the final area that I want to cover is that of a widow benefit. And then I will close out um, this summary show of the different filing strategies. Uh, widow benefits are a lot more known. Uh, most people are aware of them because they are on your earning statement, unlike divorce benefits or spousal benefits. You will see them on your earning statement. Um, most people are aware of them. They may not necessarily be aware of some of the nuances associated with it, such as what makes you eligible, nine months or more of marriage. So if you've been married for nine months or more, you're eligible for a widow benefit. There are some exceptions to that. There's a military exception, for example. So if someone has been married for less than nine months, they might still qualify for a widow benefit. But the biggest nuance associated with widow benefits is when you're remarried. People are not, I mentioned before with divorce benefits, if you are single, you're eligible for a divorce benefit. If you are remarried, you're gonna lose it. But under a widow benefit, you do have the ability to remarry. If you remarry after age 60, you do have the ability to collect a widow benefit or collect benefits based on the new spouse. If you get remarried before age 60, you lose the widow benefit. And for those that get remarried before age 60, they're going to fall under the spousal benefit rules and the normal married rules associated with Social Security filing. And this is very, very important that people realize that they could have the opportunity to remarry, but also if they do remarry after age 60, their filing strategy needs to be looked at because they, they, they could either file on their own benefit, a widow benefit, or a benefit with their spouse. And it's all going to come down on earnings history of all three. Was the earnings history of the deceased better than your current husband or wife? Is the earnings history of the current spouse better than the deceased? That's generally going to give you direction on whether or not the widow benefit, spousal benefit, or your own benefit is the way to go. Now, the last thing I want to mention is the exceptions to the survivor benefits, the esteem filing exception. And this is the third exception. The first one was spousal benefits, the second divorce benefits, the third is with widow benefits. And there are no deemed filing rules associated with survivor benefits, which is, means that you actually could file for spousal benefits and not lose the ability to come back and get your own benefit at age 70. That can be done at any age. It doesn't matter whether you were born before 1954 or not. Very, very important. They left that exception in for survivor benefits. Of course, those that were born before 1954 might be eligible for the other exceptions, but those who were born after 1954, that's it. The deemed filing rules are going to take over. But with widow benefits, those will continue for everyone. So there is no requirement that they were born before a certain year. 
very, very important because a lot of times we would need to file for a widow benefit by still coming back and filing for your own benefit. And then lastly, I just want to cover the divorce widow benefit. Um, in the previous show, I talked about widow benefits, that they were 100% of the full retirement age benefit of the deceased. That also applies to divorce benefits as well. So it's no longer 50%, it's 100%. So someone could be receiving a divorce benefit for several years, then turn around and file for a widow benefit because they passed away and their Social Security benefit doubles. Very, very important. A widow benefit is the highest benefit uh, of any of the Social Security benefits. So let me just close out this week by setting up what we want to talk about next week, and that is the strategy of what is the best time to file for Social Security. It's probably the most important class that I'm going to talk about, um, trying to address a very, very important question. At what age should you file for Social Security? What's the best age? What's the optimal age? And, and I'll look forward to talking to you next week. You've been listening to Insights with Phil Wilson, an Alabama-registered investment advisor. Learn more by visiting his website at ssmistakes.com or by calling 205-868-9297.